0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.
1: So, uh, we've got on the line uh, Professor Dion Foster, who's the head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Bayes Nordia Centre for Public Theology. We're first going to do the polite thing before we ask him a really hard question. Good morning, Dion. Hey, Brad. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. We trust all is well with you in the Helderberg. Wonderful, beautiful, beautiful day today. So we just want to know very quickly, and we know you're able to do these things quickly, why is there a book of the Bible in Esther where they don't mention the name of God even once? I mean, that must say, how, how can we have a book of the Bible and not talk about God? <laughs> yeah,
0: Brad, so, uh, there's a whole discipline about this called canon study. Oh, yeah? And uh, that's, that's a sort of study of how the 66 books of the Bible came to be included. And of course, there are many that were excluded. Um, our Catholic and Anglican uh, listeners will know that, that they have a section in their Bible called the Apocrypha, uh, which is a, a, a series of books in what's known as the intertestamental period between yes. the the, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament in, in our Bible. And, of course, books were included for different reasons. Uh, you know, the, the Bible's full of different genres. There's mm. poetry, there's history, there's prophecy, uh, there's wisdom literature, there's gospel, there's, you know, apocalypse. And um very often books were included because they 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 shed light on something that was radically important, yes. so we we needed to to understand this about our faith, um, but it does so in a genre which is not the same as others so the essay is is, is among those uh, books, which is included you know because the uh, the, the, the early church fathers uh, mm. in, in those early councils thought well this is this is something we 've got to include so we understand our faith
1: beautiful, there you have it. Uh, thanks, Prof. Um, let's, that, that's in the
0: test, by the way. That is,
1: I've, I'm doing my best here to remember. I'm looking forward to that test a little <laughs> bit later on. Let's add this thing, this in then from the book of Hebrews, this idea of suffering being joy. And, uh, you know, we would say, oh, yeah, but that's easy. It's Jesus. You know, he could do that sort of thing. For us, I don't know so much.
0: Brad, yeah, so that comes from Hebrews chapter 12, and this is what's been occupying my mind for the last week or so. I'll just quickly read one or two verses. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, so this gives us the context of what's to come. It's it's us, you and me, uh, our listeners, surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. Uh, The writer goes on to say, let us throw off everything that hinders Mm -hmm. and the sin that so easily entangles, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So so we are running this race. There's sin and things that slow us down, entangle us, draw us from that. How are we to do this? Fix our eyes on Jesus, beginning of verse 2. He is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. In other words, the one who is the beginning and the end. And then it goes on to say, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, spawning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, there are a couple of little, of little keys there that, that we might not have noticed. So notice, first of all, that the writer speaks about our walk, yeah. uh, what we live as Christians, as a race of endurance, saying, listen, you've got to run this thing. Uh, the, the reality is there are going to be some tough times, but fix your eyes on the goal and and look at other at other star athletes, and who is the starest athlete of them all? Well, it's Jesus. And yeah. then, then we get that little code word, that little key word that tells us what he did and what you are doing can be related to one another. Because we read in, in verse 2b, the second part of verse 2, for the joy set before him, he endured. Yeah. So he also endured uh, some suffering. And he counted it pure joy. Now, this is the thing that, that sort of, uh, you know, struck me. How could Jesus count the cross as pure joy?
1: Yeah.
0: Now, of course, you know, in hindsight, us looking back on the other side of the cross, we can know that one of the reasons it might have been joy for Jesus was because he knew that Brad and Dion mm. and everyone who's listening today could be saved because of his suffering. There was wow. a greater purpose to it. Um, another key might be that um, he knew that he was being obedient. You know, he might not have understood everything at that particular moment in time, but he knew that God had said to him, run this race, run it with endurance, run it with joy, and that will make me happy. And so Jesus was saying, well, if that makes you happy, that makes me happy. So yeah. that's, that's the second uh, uh, like little that. clue. And then the third clue, of course, comes to us in verse 7, um, where it says, endurance, endure hardship as discipline because God is treating you as children, for what children are not disciplined by their father? Now, this I think is a third thing. Uh, we know even Jesus himself uh, had some tough times with his suffering, you know, twice, once in the garden and once on the cross. Mm. He, he prays to the father, first Lord, if you can take this cup from me. And second time, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But he sees it through yes. because of obedience, because of love. He sees it through. And this great thing is one. And, there's a sense in which the writer of Hebrews is saying, look at Jesus, even though he had a tough time, by, by trusting in God's plan, by saying, Lord, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through, through it with a character of joy because you've, you've given it for me to do. I'm going to come out on the other side as a child of yours, not as someone who is sent a soldier or an emissary or a servant, but as a child of yours. And, and the quality of that, I think, Brad, mm. is something important. Now, I discipline my children, and the reason I do that is because I know there's going to come a time where they're going to have to stand on their own two feet, and I want them to be able to make wise decisions, good decisions, moral decisions, loving decisions, to live their lives in the way that would be be a representation of our family. Mm -hmm. And so the discipline is an act of love. Mm -hmm. So Brad, maybe just for our listeners today, I, I know that there are, our listeners out there who are going through really tough times at the moment. And, and I want to say to you, the good news is that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, look upon Jesus. He's there with you. Uh, trust that God is busy with a plan. Say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed upon you. You went through the cross and, uh, and you'll bring me through the other side. And Lord, wherever I need to grow, help me to grow so that I can become more like you and, and be part of the work
1: that you're doing in the world. Fantastic. Dion, thank you so, so much. What a powerful message on this Thursday morning. Uh, Dion, before I greet you, um, I know you've got uh, two PhDs under your belt. Could be three. I don't know. I did lose count at one point. Um, uh, I know that your beautiful wife, Megan, is also just sent in her PhD. I mean, that, that's quite something.
0: That's remarkable, Brad. I'm so proud of Megan. So, yes, she hit the, the submit button, the supervisor said it's ready to be examined. So, uh, listeners, please be praying for Megan. Uh, Her exam will take place somewhere in in June of this year, and then hopefully she'll be a a doctor of education, you know.
1: Wow. What is her, uh, I was about to ask you, her area of expertise that she's studying? Yeah. So, she's
0: interested in educational policy and and particularly educational justice in South Africa. Why is it that we have schools, Government schools in some areas that are like private schools and in other areas, they barely cope. So she's looking very much at how we we make sure that there's equity and excellence right across the board.
1: Well, look at the two of you, both uh, keen on justice. You can see they're influencing one another and your heart. And what a nice unity to have there on that topic as well, Dion.
0: We're so grateful to the Lord. I think our God is a God of justice, so that's the way we have to be.
1: eh? Amen. Thanks so much for sharing. We also love your stories and we love your heart. And thanks for bringing the Word of God and uh, opening it up for us as well on a Thursday morning. We love that. Thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. Blessings to you and to our listeners. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7
1: to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.